Hi, that'll be $25. <laughs> Wait, really? That's that's it. What, you just like the parking? $25. You're just a you want, you want to park here? $25. That's not a ride. I don't care. This isn't a movie. This is a movie. I know, <laughs> but I feel the same way about this movie as I feel about parking in Disneyland. <laughs> I'm not going to waste a ride spiel, a ride safety spiel oh on this. Oh my God. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Anna Musings. I am uh, not amused. Uh, I am your host, Kayla King. I'm joined by my husband, David. Hi, everyone. Um, we're discussing Chicken Little. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, and we brought two... Okay, we end of discussion. Let's let's go. We brought two victims. All right, everybody. <laughs> thanks for joining us in the podcast. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Have a beautiful time. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, so that was our two victims. They've been on this show before for better movies. Um, we have Beth Morton, who had joined, <laughs> who had joined us from Beauty and the Beast, a significantly better movie. Like I'm crying. Mm-hmm. I'm such a downgrade. And then cleric of Madness. <laughs> Who's not leaving? He is. He is staying for this. Uh, who joined us? <laughs> who joined us for Hercules, which was a meh movie, but this is even worse. Uh, I like Hercules. Hercules. I like Hercules. I Hercules enjoy was Hercules. okay. I enjoy Hercules. I enjoyed yeah, it. It was. Okay. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it has. It has good. We it made stylistic decisions that did not. It's not for everybody. Some people. Some people are into those. Some people are not. It, it, not this one. No, the background. Okay, so the background for Hercules that we mentioned earlier was it. It kind of was the director's middle finger to uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg at the time because he kept he wouldn't let them do their passion project, and basically said, "You do this, or you can't. You will never do your passion project." And. He's, they're like, all right, then we're going to do whatever we want then. We're going to make this as weird as silly as possible. Feel free to go back, uh, if you're just joining us, and listen to our episode on Hercules. You have the fascinating history on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, as it stands, this is a... Disney's... Fr- well, no, it's not, actually. Dinosaur, kind of? No, uh, I actually have that in... Um, I have that little history in my back pocket. Okay, so can... I'm just going to say this came out in 2005. Yes, it did. And do we want to do? Do we want to talk about um, the actual history of it before we talk about our personal histories with this, um... and then launch into what I imagine is just five seconds of me going, "I didn't like it." Look, spoilers. <laughs> I didn't like it. Actual <laughs> history makes more sense to me personally, but you do. Uh-huh. I will say the history behind this is really fascinating. Like, I'll take your word for it, and uh, I'll uh, I'll um, cede the stage to you, my so, dear dear partner. Thank you, because uh, this this movie is kind of tied to when tensions for the film or tensions for Disney Studios were at an all time high. Like, it's kind of insane. So in 2001, uh, Mark Dindle just finished directing um, Emperor's Room Groove. He also directed Catstone Dance, both very funny movies. And he's like, you know, I got an idea for another film that I would like to do. I'd like to direct a film about Chicken Little, but I want her to be female. And I want it to be about her relationship with her father. So similar premise. Uh, she thought the sky was falling and then um, 
uh, and, but really was an acorn that hits her head and she feels like she embarrassed her father. And uh, to make up for it, she signs herself up for a summer camp, um, which according to Dindal, he remembers it being named Camp Yes You Can to build her confidence. Um, when she went there, uh, the, how did they, or, or how did it, was this word worded? Um, the sheep counselors had been abducted and become wolves in sheep clothing and came up with an idea to plump the kids up to cook them at, for their end of the year big wolf feast. And, uh, she ends up saving the day and Pendulette would have been the lead wolf. <laughs> I don't know how great this. What do you have? Be. What do you have had an associate, uh, and a sidekick wolf played by <laughs> by Teller, who just never says anything. Just... And that... yet they still credit him as the voice actor. Oh my god, that'd be great. Um, I don't know how good that would have been, honestly. But I, mean, I, I think it has merit. It might have merit. Like again, this is the man who directed Castone Dance. I thought it was hilarious. I enjoyed it, and I Dance. and I enjoyed it. I thought Emperor's New Groove was hilarious. So. I could see it being possibly good. The problem is Eisner saw it and he's like, why does it have to be a girl? I don't want it to be a girl. It has to be a boy. And he's like, what do you mean? Uh. It has to be a boy. So here's the thing. Mark Dindle is um, a father to two girls. And uh, so this is, this is kind of a personal thing for him. It's like, cause uh, again, stories about a father's relationship with his daughter. This is about a, it would have been a, it, for him, it, it's a relationship with his daughter. So, so that goes hand in hand. But here's what Eisner said. Um, according to Dindle, he says, I remember being told girls will go see a movie with a boy protagonist, but boys won't see a movie with a girl protagonist. That was the wisdom at the time until Frozen comes out and makes $1 billion. <laughs> and I don't understand that wisdom either. Like for years, look, can, can we talk about for years that we had like, Disney princess films that like exceeded expectations, like Beauty and the Beast won, bet like what well, didn't win, but it was nominated for best film, like a feminine protagonist, and just oh my god! Don't forget, um, even more recently than that, um, you've got Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I don't... has a which has a which has a two strong female leads and a weird alien what's it lead. Yeah, Mulan did well. Like there's all these films that did really well with female leads. I don't I never understood this. this this logic as a kid. I didn't care who the protagonist was in terms of their sex. I just wanted to have a cool protagonist. Exactly. So It feels like it's a really uh dated mindset from back when they were younger that's just kind of Lingle, lingered into the media that they are trying to make. Oh yeah, when I was a child, uh, when I wanted to go see a movie, it wasn't boy or girl; it was Dindy movie. <laughs> <laughs> All I cared about. Dindy, <laughs> Dindy World. You go to Dindy World, see a Dindy movie. So that got changed. So he made it a a male, uh, the character male. Actually, um, Chicken Little was originally going to be voiced by Holly Hunter. Um, mm. and then of course that got changed to Zach Braff. Jer Gary Marshall was always going to be the father. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So then, uh, more you changes know, happen. It's unfortunate because Penn Jillette could have had a credit as a Disney villain. I know. Wouldn't that, been awesome? that would have been pretty great. So, but then more changes happen. 
David Staten takes over as president of Walt Disney Feature Animation in 2003. And he makes a lot of changes, including shuttering the studio's Florida Satellite Studio. Weak. So, yeah, Lilo and Stitch, you know how that was a success? Yeah, that that studio is now being shuttered. Pathetic. And uh, they... All he um, he also wanted to focus completely on computer animation, but we'll get to that in a second. That that's a whole monster of its own, right? So um, they kept saying Chicken Little is doing great. It seems like a really good movie, and then he saw it and said he, he said it was a train wreck. Saying this is the movie that's working, I on, honestly almost started to cry, and basically told him start all over. Complete overhaul. Ground up. And they only had two years to do this, by the way. Two? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you love uh, studio meddling, everybody? Hasn't this podcast taught you how great uh, studio meddling is? (laughs) I love the fact I hear Beth's reaction. So, um, for those who don't know, Beth actually is uh, an animator. (laughs) Uh, Not currently. Uh, Was was an animator now just doing... uh... Uh, character builds, but can, has, has, has experience as an animator and yes. can mm-hmm. and can animate again. Yes, yes, has, has the potential to has worked in the animation industry. Can't will had will probably do it again. But so you understand, two years from rewriting the whole script to completely, you know, that's not a lot of time. No, that's not a lot of time. I like it. So this this is not just that. So apparently there was also a huge amount of pressure on Chicken Little to perform well. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough. And the reason why is this. There, so we got Pixar. Pixar is having tensions between um, the Disney field, uh, feature animation studio Um and Steve Jobs, who was chief executive at the time, actually made disparaging comments about Disney and saying that his, their direct-to-video sequels were inferior. And that well, he's he, not wrong. He, he's not wrong. But that that's just an objective fact. Like it's not untrue. <laughs> Aladdin, Prince of Thieves was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, basically, was as was also his relationship with Michael Eisner was starting to fray like they, they were butting heads and then uh this put in more tension because um in 2004 we had the incredibles and that made 630 million which is more money than the last eight disney animated films combined oof mm-hmm. wow oof. So, and not only that roy disney wasn't too fond of michael eisner at this point either and was trying to basically launch a campaign to say you know we should we should fire up Michael Eisner. He should leave. And then, not only that, we got, so you know how, sorry, David, Jeffrey Katzenberg, uh, he's left. He started DreamWorks, and his film, Shrek, does really good in theaters. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no. I will not deny that Shrek just sort of ogre-shoulder-checked its way into the cultural zeitgeist. <laughs> Boy has it ever. Boy howdy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oy. <laughs> and uh, so they're like, hey, we really need Chicken Little to do well because there's all this tension coming up and we need to prove that Disney animation still has it. And that's a lot of 
you know, pressure for a film that now has to rehaul everything in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned, uh, like, you weren't sure if it was con- considered the first CG animated film. It actually is the first ever Walt Disney feature animation film to be completely CG animated. That's so. okay, yeah, because Dinosaur did use real environments. Yes. It used live action uh, plate photography. So okay, that's why this is the first completely one. But here's the problem. This is also around the same time that Satan had told the animators, we're going computer generated completely. No more 2D animation. And he even said the words, You've got to embrace it or there isn't going to be a place for you. What a terrible person. I don't know. What, look, what a terrible <laughs> person. No, I'm sorry. I I much prefer. I much prefer 2D traditional animation. Always have. It's just more appealing. But the, here... And it's... I know it's harder I, to make, technically, but... The problem is I don't know if he's a terrible person. This is someone who kind of I, just... Well, he has a terrible opinion. That's what I, how I feel. <laughs> okay, not maybe not a terrible That's a fair person. take. Ter- terrible, <laughs> terrible opinion, awful opinion. Couldn't agree, disagree more. And as a result, there's kind of a standoff between uh, the Disney's two camps of animation. The techies versus the traditionalists. Mm-hmm. So Glenn Keane, bless his soul brought the got the group of animators together and held a seminar called the best of both worlds and this actually um helped to bolster support for computing the computer animation shift and another thing dindle did uh was he had animators on both like the traditional side and the tech side work together um and actually uh learn from each other's like train each other on their disciplines in order to make this film work Mm -hmm. so that way it could be a more cooperative film. Okay. Um, you weren't kidding about the depth of the history. Oh, yeah. This is like 2003 was probably the one of the most stressful times for Disney fe- uh, Walt Disney feature animation. Mm-hmm. Um, the budget for this was $150 million. Uh, And it opened up um, worldwide November 4th in 2005. Please, uh, before you tell us how it did, mm-hmm. would this be a good moment to talk about personal histories, or should we, or should we just go ahead and crack it wide open right now about how well the movie did? I, 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 can, I actually don't know. I can tell you. It's it, here's this is a this shocked me. This really shocked me. On its opening weekend, Chicken Little pulled in forty million, which is actually on par with the opening weekend for Lion King, and actually, wow, is, yeah, yeah. Wow. This movie? And also was the... So, it's been the first um, number one animated Disney movie since Dinosaur. Oh. Wow. It also made $315 million worldwide. Uh, Oh. I... Are you sure? Yeah. Is this somebody's plan nine from outer space? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it's apparently the second highest grossing animated film after Madagascar in, in 2005. You know, you know what? That I, I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. Here's the, because here's the, the reason I asked, the reason I'm shocked by this is because where, 
you don't it, it disappeared pretty much after it came out right oh yeah. you, want to, you want to know why because reviewers hated this film oh <laughs> no 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 you, this vindication vindication yeah. <laughs> uh, like siskel and ebert actually so you know how for most part like they're for disney movies even like like home on the range they didn't they just said thumb up or thumb down they gave two thumbs down for this. They were like, no, this is awful. Mm. Um, uh, basically, he, he Eber kept saying, the story is awful. This is not, like, I don't care what kind of animation it is or how good the animation is. The story does not work. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the, the big thing that came up was, uh, basically, they don't, they didn't find it funny. They yeah. they said it's very there's a lot of cliches. Mm-hmm. No, Vapid. But, yeah. Vapid. So uh so what's your your guys' history with this film? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the, the history is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how connected it is to one like a very tense moment in Disney animation history. But at the same time this mo- Okay, what's your history with the film, guys? Kayla, <laughs> thank you. That was really enlightening. Like that was legitimately enlightening. Yeah, I now have a good sense of how much this movie had to get essentially um, strangled into. Oh yeah, the state it was. I feel so bad for everybody involved. Oh yeah, Mark Dindle. Mark Dindle is a he. He actually has done great work. And this is not one of those. Well, great works. He, he's looked back but, on this film and he's like, he is kind of disappointed in it because, and he wishes, he still wonders like what could have been. He's like, I kind of wish the original idea I had could have came to fruition. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm with him. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. Think genuinely the most, cause you're right. It did like just disappear off the face of the earth almost mm-hmm. immediately after coming out. And I think really the most that I've ever seen it, um, aside from going out and finding it on my own, you know, uh, uh, years and years later after remembering it, uh, I think the most that I've ever really seen it is a uh, special summoning of Kingdom Hearts two. <laughs> oh my like god, it. that's right! <laughs> oh my god, why was he there? <laughs> I didn't understand that either. And the funny part is you don't really run into him. You just get him as a, yeah, like... Yeah, no, he's just there. It was he's a there. choice. He's there for a contractual obligation. Uh, <laughs> I, I least, have to stay in the canon somehow. At least there's a reason why you get stitched. Like, you actually do run into him, and he's the reason why you go into the Tron world. Check it, mm-hmm. little surprise. He's yours now. Because you, you, you're you no don't want here, it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> so, I saw this film in the theater. So, <laughs> I, I just remember, <laughs> I just remember um, hearing, hearing news, like, around the time uh, that, you know, there was, there was t- general talk about, like, there's not going to be any more uh, uh, Pixar movies, you know, like there was kind of, there was kind of like talk of that floating around. Mm-hmm. And I just remember 
coming out of this movie and just being very upset. Oh. <laughs> uh, it didn't make for a good time. Um, so that's kind of uh, personal personal history with it at the time, I suppose. Um, but it's kind of been uh, or, or at least was a few years ago, a bit of a, a, a running joke um, with a particular friend of mine because they had a copy of the Game Boy Advance game for some reason. Um, I don't remember what the full context of how it became a joke like was. Um, but for whatever reason, we decided, hey, since you have the game, let's just watch the movie. So we decided to sit down and see it. And I imagine we'll probably possibly go through plot related stuff a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but there is a, you know, because Disney movies do what they do. Um, there's a particular uh, 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 <laughs> parent figure that is absent from the movie. And <laughs> I, 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 I think, I think at the time when we were when we were sitting through watching it i just somebody proposed do we know why they're not there do we know why like what the reason is behind it and i was genuinely curious i didn't know if there was some kind of like maybe um like novel adaptation uh or like some kind of supplemental material that like had a uh, a canonical reason why she was absent from from the the family dynamic so I decided to do a little bit snooping around and see what I could find. And as it would turn out, there's a uh, a wiki for Chicken Little. And it would just so happen <laughs> I I I I found uh the page for said character, scrolled down to the to the to the halfway point and just read, "Oh, it seems like they died in a car accident." Huh, that's really that's really weirdly specific for this kind of thing, huh? I wonder why they went with that. I scrolled down a little bit further, and would you believe it? We had pin-perfect timing watching this movie because if if we had if we had seen this movie even like two days before or after when we did, we would have completely missed out on this Wikipedia or wiki page being completely and totally vandalized. <laughs> I I cannot uh read a lot of it or kind of really any of it, but it was just completely and totally in shambles. And it was just pure and total coincidence that I found this. Like it was just pin perfect timing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> cleric what's your what's okay. your so this movie came out the year that I graduated high school and I remember uh sitting down uh this week and watching it um that's a lie uh I don't you don't at all. <laughs> I, 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 I watched it with Beth here, and 
two hours after we had watched it, I'm I'm sitting there and I I just think to myself, oh no, beans! <laughs> Beth, we're <laughs> gonna watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did get a message about two hours later asking, hey, when are we going to watch it? We did. We, we did already. We did. <laughs> I think the great part the great part was when we mentioned like movies coming up and I mentioned, well, we don't have anyone for Chicken Little. You both were like, hey, we'd love to review this. Mistakes <laughs> made. <laughs> Many mistakes were made. You know what? I love bad films. I collect bad. I, I collect bad films, bad video games, but this was the worst kind of bad. Dispassionate bad. The kind of bad that is just white noise bad, where nothing happens, nothing increases, nothing changes, nothing of value goes on. But it's not even worth summoning spile. And, and, and <laughs> we spile. we tend to ordinarily when we relatively frequently I suppose at this point sit through bad movies uh, we tend to add a few quips here and there to make it a more enjoyable time and usually it works but there was a whole like probably 7 to 10 minutes section during the whole baseball game where there was, just, there was nothing that we could have added like it was just it was just watching in silence for a decent chunk of time there was just nothing we could nothing can be added to that we can't there's nothing to say yeah we're gonna <laughs> delve into this film and i can't wait to hear how, how much delving do we have to do not much uh, <laughs> but a um, little okay we only, we only have to get as deep as the film itself so funny. <laughs> i've seen this film once before before this our viewing together david mm-hmm. um i was 15 i didn't see it in theaters uh i it was rented This is when I know I look back at myself as a teenager and realize how cringy I was. <laughs> I didn't think the movie was good, but there were parts I'm like, oh, this is funny. Ha ha ha. Because they're making references that I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, so I actually um, um, I talked with another friend of ours uh, who is also a Disney geek and has been on the show a few times. Um, Benjamin Spiegel about like oh we're gonna be reviewing chicken little he's like i remember really liking you in that movie i'm like no you don't <laughs> and he's like and he's like no what are you talking about and i'm like no no uh so the one thing i know about benjamin uh similar to me we are both huge movie buffs and we pro a lot both of us probably grew up um very similar where we would make a ton of movie references nobody understood we knew we would we would get excited whenever we saw something in a recent film that referenced something older. Um, this is why I was able, I got real, <laughs> this is why I had an amazing time at 14 years old watching Cat in the Hat in theaters and then older realizing, wow, I'm an idiot. That was an awful film because of all the references. And this film does the same thing. They make a lot of references that I understand, at least for the most part. And now as I'm older, there's parts I'm like, I don't get this. I don't understand this, but, um, and also because I was a little random teenager because Mm -hmm. again, cringe. Um, so I thought the movie was okay. 
but as I got older and look back on it, and I do, I, I can't believe how much of this film I remembered. Um, I was like, wow, this isn't that good. And I know, I, I can't, I don't know how great it is now, but then after watching it, I, I think, David, this is your first time ever watching the film. I was going to get into that, yeah. <laughs> You're so, so, like, um, saddened. It's This, I tried to go into this with an open mind. Are, are, is, this, is, you, is, this you, is this you, is this you saying it's time for you to talk about your personal history with it? Yeah. I have none. Yeah. Um, <laughs> prior to this, I mentioned on Home on the Range, and I was so frustrated that they were effectively after home on the range abandoning traditional animation that I decided I wasn't going to see anything else uh, from them. And I don't think I did until like princess and the frog. Mm-hmm. Fair sake. Five years later. So yeah. Which, you know, again, they, they make this thing and then they're like, well, here's another animated film, traditionally animated film. Here you go. And it was great. And they should have just done more like that. Um, but even if I didn't have that opinion, the trailers for Chicken Little looked so unappealing to me mm-hmm. that I had no desire to see it. And I didn't. And I was, you know, happier for it. Um, so I didn't even think about Chicken Little until we started doing this podcast and the time came. So I literally saw it for the first time um, a couple days ago with Kayla. And I remember sitting here the whole time going like, this is almost exactly what I expected and yet somehow worse. <laughs> I oh I'm sure I, I I thought that it would have completely and totally supported <laughs> all of your expectations and would have been you know it would fantastic. Nice. I would have been nice to have been wrong. Like, but yeah. It it yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I could sum up how I feel about this movie in a nutshell. It represents everything I detest about early to mid two thousands like animation animated films or just like films aimed at like kids Mm -hmm. it's 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 dated it's um the comedy is is just relying on referential humor um it's (laughs) it's weirdly mean-spirited i mean not Mm -hmm. not like all animated Films from your uh, mean spirit, but this film was this, just... is, this has a special kind of mean spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, no, going into okay. and 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 hold on, and it's, <laughs> no, and it's ugly. It's ugly to look at. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's frankly ugly to look at. I do not like pretty much any of the character designs, with like a couple exceptions, which I'll get into. I will give credit where credit is due as mm-hmm. we talk about it. But I just want to say right now, it's like I'm sitting there going, like, it reminded me why I didn't watch a lot of. Um, movies like it's like I'm watching. It's like this feels like a bad DreamWorks movie, not a Disney movie. <laughs> it feels like a, a paint by numbers DreamWorks movie from that era. I, I, in in terms of the visual style that it has, um, and in terms of like strictly animation, um, I I remember a lot of the um the the three D. Uh, movies from that time um, leaning a little bit more into uh, trying to be closer to realistic kind of like Mm. doing away with a little bit more of the um, more cartoony elements Mm -hmm. in terms of how things move Mm -hmm. and 
it didn't seem like this did that. But unlike now, where you know whether whether you enjoy um, these different kinds of animation styles or not is like another thing. Um, but technology has improved enough that uh, people are able to create more variety and these more cartoony expressions and movements and things like that with say you know things like hotel transylvania mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's pretty much the first one that comes to mind i can't really think of any of the, uh charlie brown i think would be another decent example oh you yeah know, there, there's a lot more uh wider variety in terms of uh strictly animation style and mm-hmm. it feels like this movie was trying to do that but the technology wasn't even close too capable of doing it i caught a lot of really bizarre squashing and stretching and trying to bounce things in ways that it just does not look natural it just it looks really wrong there's there's frequent moments where like chicken little will be running and just just from like the basement movement of just sprinting across the ground they'll like bounce his head up and down and change like it's it's height and width a bunch of times and it just it's wrong it looks really bad <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think i don't know if that was caught by anybody else it might have just been me but it's just it's no. really unbelievably bad i definitely picked up on that and i'll cite a specific example of when i realized that the animation was not appealing to me there's a very specific moment i think are we gonna mm-hmm. delve into the film now i believe i guess we should uh so for prefaces i will say up front this is probably the worst Disney animated film that I have seen in our um, experience. That's saying watching. something considering how you felt about Dinosaur and about no, Home on okay. the Range. Dinosaur is boring. Dinosaur is completely <laughs> boring, but I can numb myself to it for the most part. Like it's, it's like, would I ever want to watch Dinosaur again? Absolutely not. It's so boring, but it is still pretty to look at. There, there <laughs> it has some value to it. It has it some does. value. Home on the Range, gorgeous animation. The animation is actually surprisingly mm-hmm. prettier than I thought it would be. It actually has decent comedic moments, too, in it. A like, couple. every so often. A couple. Mm-hmm. It's, still, that, yeah. it's still not a good movie. It's still, like, I never want to watch that film ever again. But, <laughs> but again, still has some value. This is... I don't like the coloring of this. And I actually, I could not put my finger on it. I was like, there's something off about the coloring, and I can't figure it out. Um, luckily, another... Um, uh, artist friend of ours, um, Randy uh, Guerra, uh, had also just seen this film, and he's like, "Oh no, this film is garbage." And I asked him, <laughs> "I'm like, okay, you as someone who has studied color theory and all that, there's something wrong with coloring, right? Like, I can't put my finger on finger on it." And he's like, "Here's what I noticed: there's a yellowish greenish tint throughout the whole film." Mm-hmm. And I, he's like, "I get why it has it's supposed to be a sci-fi film, but during, but it comes across as ugly." And I'm like. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. It puts just a dirty looking film across everything. And it just yeah. is very unpleasant to look at. Yeah. There's like there's a lot of very <laughs> there's a lot of very strange and not good stylistic choices that the film made. Like a lot of the architecture is bent and warped to again give that cartoony kind of feel, but it just doesn't fit a lot of the other invite like the the foliage and the characters it just doesn't fit the style that they're going for 
Mm-hmm. And it looks like the the schoolhouse especially just feels like it's it's kind of an asset pulled directly out of like the the Toontown kind of area, and it just doesn't work for what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I also caught that <laughs> the the night shots look really bad. Like yeah. when when they're in their when they're in their car, it looks like it looks like when you watch a janky old film that had no budget and could not schedule time to film or effects correctly so they just filmed a night scene out in broad daylight like at noon and then just put a blue filter on top of it but you animated it yeah day for night (laughs) Uh, by the way this film opens up with the whole typical sky is falling, you got Chicken Little ringing the bell, and everyone's having uh, a panic attack. By the way, doesn't quite open with that because uh, they they do that whole like, uh, oh. how are we going to start this movie? Oh. oh, let's do the Lion King opening. Ha ha! Isn't that funny and quirky? Let's I, let's literally just do the open book thing like Shrek did. Isn't it? Isn't it funny? I completely blocked that out. And for some reason, Isn't we had a- funny that we're basically saying, hey, this, this, you know these things that you like? Yeah, we're not doing it that way because we're a new movie. We're a cool <laughs> movie. I, I'm, is it just me or is- Okay, maybe it's just because of the people who were cast, but like, um, you have the narrator who sounds extremely Jewish and then- <laughs> No, no. Boy, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then- you got <laughs> you, you've got um, Zach Braff who's voicing Chicken Little. By the way, okay, there's a okay. I think he's really funny in Scrubs. I actually do like that show. I think he does a good job in it. He's not putting his heart into this. He clearly no. is not. Put, he he's just no. he he's just it's a paycheck. You could tell it's just a paycheck. It's it's also not a voice that feels like it should come out of that character. It's yeah. like kind of like the impression that a lot of people got with uh the first like the the first few episodes of gravity falls where it's an adult character's voice coming out of a child and it's really really obvious with how it is oh with Um, dipper but you yeah with dipper Mm -hmm. and you get used to that as time goes on but that doesn't happen here no but here's the interesting part you got zach braff playing Mm -hmm. and then gary marshall is his dad i feel like I'm at a bar mitzvah when I hear them talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they really lean into it. Like, they, yes, they are both Jewish men, but, like, they really lean into it when they're conversing. <laughs> and I'm like, was this a choice? I don't <laughs> It must have been in some regard. I know. It's just like wow. Uh, so, <laughs> so they did the open book thing, right? Oh yeah, that was. Uh-huh. I, Wait, no, I, I'm, I'm not disregarding what you said. I'm agreeing. No, I'm blocking. Just... I blocked that part out. I forgot about that whole <laughs> dumb opening. So they, the sky is falling. Duck and cover, ringing the bell. Everybody in town starts mm-hmm. panicking. They're watching Raiders of the Lost Ark at the movie theater. Yeah, here's here's a here's a question or statement. I guess the, this movie must have cost so much money. It's 150 million. It, the budget was 150 million. Like, so because they didn't. This was before 
they had Lucas arts or Lucas. They 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 didn't have mm-hmm. uh uh Indiana, so they probably had to pay a license thing to have that in there in some regard. Mm-hmm. And there's so much music. There's so yeah. much. They yeah they they bought the rights for a lot to use a lot of mm-hmm. songs in this actually. The whole, uh, although the whole LucasArts things, I actually did read in an article. Let me make sh- double check that. I think they actually were, like LucasArts actually did help out with this. Let me confirm. Oh, okay. Let me confirm that really quick, though. You gotcha. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um. Uh, I feel like if they did, they should not have. Yeah, that, it reminds me. It reminds me of the. Um, I think it's Blazing Saddles, where mm-hmm. he asks him, "Do you need any help?" Oh, all I can get. <laughs> <laughs> so the moment I realize. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is uh, a quote by Mark Dindal. Uh, we started 11 months from the release. I totally forgot about that. That was one more thing. It was like, hey, let's throw 3D into it. Nothing had been planned for that because there wasn't even 3D at the start of that, Disney or Dindle remembered. The team turned to Industrial Light and Magic, George Lucas's effects mm-hmm. to give Chicken Little dimensional life. Uh, so, yeah, he they actually did... Uh, uh, went through George Lucas's uh, effects to make this film. You know what? Huh. You know what? I I am willing to believe with a hundred percent of my my ability that they only put that Indiana Jones sequence in there because <laughs> Lucas was like, "Hey, gotta pay lip service." <laughs> I did read some uh, in that same article that um, Affleck was going to like give him some money, and they said, "Hey, if you'd like to uh, add a specific famous bird that we do," and did, Mark Dindle was like, "No, what?" The Affleck? Are you serious? Yeah, that's what oh I mean. God. <laughs> oh God. I love reading interviews of from the directors of these films. It's just. So the moment I realized the animation was not going to appeal to me was actually watching the crowd scenes of all the random little animal characters mm-hmm. running and panicking with their arms over their heads. And all of them have the exact same animation of them running and panicking. And it mm-hmm. feels stiff and it feels yep. robotic. And it feels like I'm watching like maybe a slight step up from one of those, um, uh, one of those like knockoffs. I feel, like I'm watching, I feel like I'm watching Ratatouille with more effort put into it. <laughs> That's really a spicy tor- take. Can I really quick torture a metaphor for this film? Sure. sure. This film, I, I would say this film is like looking at a corpse because it's cold and lifeless. But no, it's more like looking at Frankenstein's monster because while it is animated, the life in it is not from its own self. <laughs> and, you're trying, and the people behind it tried to make something beautiful and they were ultimately repulsed by their creation and then had to flee to the Arctic. I think yes. <laughs> thing about this, another, like one of uh, many wrong things about this film, it feels like two movies. Like the first, <laughs> no, it does. The first half yeah. is, okay, basic premise. 
The first half is Chicken Little uh, claiming, thinking the sky has fallen and um, uh, and basically puts the town into a panic and then realizes, uh, the town realizes like, oh no, he just got his head hit by an acorn and he and basically becomes the town embarrassment. And a year later, apparently, it's so embarrassing. This high school student, by this, by the way, a teenager, a child, is basically being treated this horribly. And, he did like, cause a lot of... Well, he didn't cause it, but everybody but panicking a caused a lot of property. Mm-hmm. It, child, it's not like, his fault. Everybody around him caused a lot of property damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... This le- and then this leads him to uh, like a year later figuring out how can I win the love of my dad back? Who, by the way, since the first thing we see of the dad is the dad being embarrassed and being just kind of a jerk. His dad is the worst. Oh His no, dad I remember awful. I think awful. it must have been maybe like one or two years ago. Um, as like a Father's Day thing, uh, uh, you know, because Disney do what they do on like social media, they were putting like a bunch of famous Disney characters with their fathers, and um, they they had they had Chicken Little with his dad as as like a, a like Happy Father's Day card thing, and every one of the comments was like, "What are you doing? He's an awful dad. What are you talking about?" <laughs> For for us to be invested in the relationship between father and son, we need to kind of see it at its at a place where it's not ult- antagonistic and, mm-hmm. in my opinion, genuinely harmful. Absolutely, so that is starting off in the bad corner because we don't. I, we the first thing we see is and basically putting down his kid, and then later a scene one year later they're driving in the car he's basically telling his kid to lie low and not be a further embarrassment yeah 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 it's just I, it, it's it's just steps away from like i need to lock this child in its bedroom so that it stops being an embarrassment to me personally because that's the most important thing about this father son dynamic is how i am presented in a public space by the way, the most realistic part of this film is the fact that there, this is clearly a small town because um, his uh, his dad was like the baseball champion. And of course, a small town still obsess over that. Um, mm-hmm. y- y- you think like, well, why would that? No, no, you, you don't understand. I've seen this firsthand. Small towns will continue to obsess over the high school sports mm-hmm. champion. <laughs> It's kind of weird. So that's Chicken Little's like, oh, I'll join the baseball team and ends up getting a home run in the like league champion leagues. I don't know. I don't watch baseball. And therefore the small town loves him immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole, this whole segment of him, you know, being or, or told by his father that he's an embarrassment and won't basically won't amount to anything, you know, just, just ramming that in, uh, uh, this whole segment of like this this baseball thing just feels like a movie in and of itself. Like you get to the end of the whole like the 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 baseball thing where he hits the home run and that he's his dad's all happy. He's finally made him proud, and and the the crowd's cheering. They have the whole like Gatorade dump thing. Like it feels like this is the end of the movie. This doesn't feel like a halfway point. It right. feels like it's over. None of it feels earned, and especially doesn't feel earned because I don't feel like Chicken Little should be trying to impress his deadbeat dad. 
No. Even after the dad is like, hey, uh, he, he looks back at him when he says, uh, I want to join the baseball team. And he's like, oh, heck, he's going to, he's really going to, he's really going to embarrass me. Uh, chess club. Have you tried chess club? Collecting stamps. Let's, yeah. let's do a safe activity <laughs> indoors away from public eyes. That won't tarnish my name. That does, won't tarnish my name. Does the movie not understand that if you're going to have this relationship, you got to appeal to like a sense of like pathos a little bit here? That is, like, that's probably the most unrealistic part of this whole film because if he, if he this, really was the baseball champion, he was in, he would absolutely try to push his son to be in baseball yeah. no matter what. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. There is no yeah. relationship established for us to root for apart from the dad being an absolute Garbage. terrible father. <laughs> and when it gets finally gets around, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but when it finally mm-hmm. gets around to him being like, you know, the Chicken Little standing up and saying, you were never there for me. And the dad kind of being like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a jerk and I don't know what to do. It's like, that still doesn't feel earned. No. It doesn't. Because also, and- I'll, I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Because I, I, there's mm-hmm. a part here that needs to be followed a little bit to understand why this is so bad. I mean, you can get mm-hmm. it from the beginning. But um, when he, is it okay? It's okay. We, we gloss over some stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I- because there's like that whole montage where he's he gets, he misses the bus and he has... Mm-hmm. And I guess the other running theme is like he kind of has phenomenal bad luck, but he's kind of able I, to like jury rig his way out of situations. I will say, if this were a better film, that that whole sequence in itself isn't terrible. It's actually kind of in a vacuum. That scene in would a vacuum, be okay. In a vacuum, mm-hmm. that, that's not terrible because it's it actually does show a personality thing. Like, oh no, I'm late to school. Okay, I'm gonna try this. Oh no, mishap. How do I fix this? And it is there is kind of a humor to it and yeah for sure it but, it does give yeah. chicken little some semblance of of character to have like all of these horrible circumstances happen to him like all, all these like you know multiple inconveniences and have him just um be inventive enough to get by it pretty unscathed mm-hmm. just be able to overcome anything that's thrown his way I yeah. feel like a lot of the choices that they made uh, in terms of, like, him coping with this kind of stuff or, or, or like, the circumstances themselves, they're a little weird. Yeah. But having this, the, the sequence itself, like, is, is fine. It, it, it's good for, like, character building, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Again, on a vacuum, it's fine. In the grand scheme of things, it just actually does not work with the rest of the film because that's yes, he he does have ingenuity, but mm-hmm. he doesn't. That's his character is not really like ooh he, something bad happened and I picked myself up. Like no, that it doesn't. That's not consistent um, throughout the yeah, rest. Yeah, no, of the film. yeah, no. He's he's not like a, a a motivated kind of character all the time. It's not no. something that stays all the time. It's it's. It's just for like these brief moments where he's able to get by when a lot of the other time it is just kind of woe is me. Gary Marshall, you directed Pretty Woman. What happened? That that whole (laughs) intro sequence with the school is only to set up the finale. Like everything that happens is played in the same order at the end. 
Yeah, it's to let us know that he's going to eventually use Soda to like do a thing. And yeah. then... or, or, and you might have missed this, the little waddle on his head to climb up the building. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like he used it to fall down the... Which uh, yeah. is gross. <laughs> yeah. It's also got a gross texture on it. I do. Everything had a gross texture. Yeah. That one especially, though. It's one of the... One of the okay, there's like bits and pieces of this film that I'm like, oh, that'd be cool if it were in a better film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like one thing, I actually do kind of like the fact that he is a small character and he's smaller than everyone else and he has to use different methods of like basically com- like working with that. Mm-hmm. Like the world like, isn't built for his size. No, but that's not a part of the movie. That's not even a no. that has nothing no. to do with the film. It's just I have such a hard time pinning down what his character is supposed to be. I have no idea. It's yeah. it's, it's just all over the place. Um again, I this small little bit would be cool in a better film. This does not work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bare naked lady song isn't that bad in a vacuum either, though. Yeah, that is actually a is good song. <laughs> Wasn't that bowling for soup? Oh, is it bowling for I thought it was I think it's naked. bowling for soup. Let me make sure. Was it bowling for soup? I'm gonna be so embarrassed, and my dad is gonna be so embarrassed. It's very naked, like. It, oh, oh, okay. Your dad's gonna be embarrassed. I'm trying to make a reference to this oh. this movie. I was gonna be like, You're my dad is gonna be embarrassed <laughs> because I didn't recognize very naked lady. Very naked ladies are rolling for soup. I was gonna say, like, the soup is I was like, your dad's a very naked ladies fan. I didn't know. That. <laughs> so important thing at school that I want to establish here is um, this is where you get character designs David is okay with and character designs David hates with the fiery passion of a thousand suns. <laughs> There's two characters in here that I like the character design of quite a bit. Mm-hmm. One is Foxy Loxy. Personally. I kind of dig, I kind of dig the way the character looks. Yeah, it's kind of okay. Kind of, kind of a fun detail. I, I always, as a as someone who had braces for four years, I always like when I see characters with braces. I like that she's like the school bully too, but she's like mm-hmm. not over the top mm-hmm. like you'd think this movie would be. I don't know. I don't know. She's just kind of like gently antagonistic, as opposed to like I don't malicious know. about it. Yeah, I mean it's a little malicious, but. It's malicious, but not to the point where I, like, hate the character. Well, maybe I also don't hate the character because I don't feel for the character she's picking on. I also... So. That could be part of it. I also wonder if it's it's also because it's it, she doesn't have enough screen time. No, like I said, I just looked at her and I'm like, okay, for, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I don't hate it. That's... Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, the oh, same is... We, we will talk about the ending with her. No, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm setting up... Oh. Unlike this movie, mm-hmm. I'm setting up for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like her character design, and I like that she's like kind of like okay, so she's 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 the school bully, she's a tomboy, she's the star of the the, the baseball team. Like, okay, cool, nice. Um, I she, also she's also voiced by Amy Sedaris, weirdly enough. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I also don't hate um, Abby, the Ugly Duckling. Really? Yeah. Personally, don't huh. don't don't hate it. Yeah, uh, I think Joan, Joan, it's Joan Cusack, right? It is Joan Cusack. I think Joan Cusack does an okay job with the character, and there's actually a bit in there I kind of appreciated because I'm trying to keep in mind. I'm trying to mind whatever I can, whatever sparks of little joy I can out of this movie. You know, <laughs> I actually enjoyed the interaction between her and Chicken Little 
during the dodgeball scene where they're like, they're doing the thing together and then they're like having this conversation and they'll, and suddenly interspersed like Warthog three o'clock throw bam. And then they just keep going. I'm like, I think that's a really fun little way to them to establish that they have a, a decent friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they've known each other for a while. It doesn't take much. It's just there. And I kind of like that there's the action involved with it. it gets not, ru- it's not great. It gets ruined by the fact that uh, there's a there's a fish who suddenly starts, like, dancing to everybody dance now. And I'm like, where did... What? Yeah, okay. That, yeah. I don't I don't think fish... Fish is meh. Fish out of water is meh. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't mind him so much. I think he's okay. Um, I, I, I think I, I appreciate them... Um, not going with the traditional like fish bowl that fish out of water typically have, That's, and yeah. going with a like old school scuba helmet instead. Yeah, I he's okay. I that. Um, um, I will say, little random Kayla at like fifteen years old love this character. I can old. respect. I respect a character that's mostly silent but anyway. As older yeah. Kayla, I dislike this character because it's, it has oh. very little note points. Fish, fish is all right. I hate Runt. I hate Runt. I Runt is terrible. I hate his design. I hate the jokes associated with him. I hate... No. He's (laughs) awful. I do not... He also... I do not care for him. In terms of animation, I did mention, like, the general movement a lot. But when it came to, like, making uh, really wild facial expressions that the rigs are not meant to make that's your worst offender uh, he, the faces he makes are awful yes. and bad he's, he's specifically awful. in that one vending machine is uh <laughs> he's like all oblong and weird mm-hmm. and like there a lot of the jokes are either oh he panics or oh he flip-flops or oh he's fat yeah like ugh Ugh. Anyway, that's all. That's my main point about that. That's I feel like there was something about. Yep, there it is. There it is. It's bad. Um, I, I feel. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you don't know. There's a cleric just posted a picture of Runt's face looking panicked in the chat, and it is. Uh, it is it's very bad. It's nightmare bad. <laughs> Especially with that horrible blue lighting on it. I think what's mm-hmm. all, I find it kind of weird that um, not weird, but. Interesting. Uh, I think interesting that they brought Walshawn back as the principal from Goofy Movie. I was like, is, is that Walshawn? It is Walshawn. I was like, oh, that's Walshawn. Okay. I'm so sorry, Walshawn. <laughs> I'm also, uh, I'm going to mention it now because it doesn't. Uh, Turkey Lurkey, Mayor Turkey Lurkey is Don Knotts. That breaks my heart because mm. I like Don Knotts. And this is one of his last uh, roles, I believe isn't it? Yeah, I believe it's one of his last films. That's too bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barney uh, Fife deserved better. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chicken uh, deserved better. Patrick Stewart is Mr. Woolensworth. Looping, mm-hmm. looping back to Runt, I yeah. think his his shape is so bizarre that he can't really pose very dynamically. Like, Oftentimes when you have a big character, it is a little bit more uh, challenging to have like a a full line of action and have them uh, uh, pose nicely. Uh, but they just made it way, way worse by how like 
it, it's such a weird shape. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It's just very rotund, and it feels like his head is too far back on his body. It's just a lot of very bizarre choices. It looks like... Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like there was one thing that I pointed out while Cleric and I were watching it that was... There was something about a particular sequence where they go on the ship that I said, I w- I'm glad that they didn't do this with this character, but I don't remember what it was, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have no idea what that was, but then again, I, f- I will say, again, two hours after this film, I forgot that I had watched it. <laughs> he, so- he is, by and large, just not a, a pleasant character to look at or to just experience. <laughs> True. So pretty much nothing of consequence happens for the whole movie, but let's mostly talk about up to like I think we talked about it up to the baseball game and even yeah. during mm-hmm. it. Nothing mm-hmm. of real consequence happened because everything is so tropey, paint by numbers. I'm gonna make my dad proud when your dad doesn't deserve it. Whatever. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna hit a home run. There's this like quick aside. Don't sweep. There's, there's a quick aside at one point where uh, Chicken Little's dad looks at a picture of him, Chicken Little, and his mom, which is like, oh, the mom died. I'm like, like I, earlier, like they started to go in the house while a sad song is. It was, a sad, was there a sad song? Oh, that's song right. There? there was like a yeah. there was a sad yeah. song that plays, and then it's immediately followed by another song for the montage. Yeah, it's like two. It's. Mm, mm. I know it's like. I'm, I, they go in the house and and he, they're looking all sad. And the dad starts to walk away, and I go, "There's a dead parent. There's a dead parent. There's a dead parent." And he goes to the picture, I'm like, "There's the dead parent." And he's like, "It's oh. <laughs> like, and it's, it's a dead parent." You know, I don't think she's dead. I think she just left because he's a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we came up with. <laughs> you know what? They, they just divorced. Custody rights for Chicken Little. Although the song that's used for the montage, because um, I'm like, this song's awesome. Why do I know where it's from? And I'm like, oh, it's because it's from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack, which is an amazing <laughs> soundtrack. Oh. <by> <laughs> uh, uh, but because, God, they put they paid for a lot of money for these mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the soundtrack and, like, there's I think there's a point where they play It's the End of the World as we know it for, like, 10 yep. seconds. Yep, it's not for very long. No. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you 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 really wanted to put your money towards that, didn't you, movie? It's uh, it's so strange that like I I remember like coming away from this one uh back when I was a kid, it's not no mm-mm. uh but I remember because Madagascar, I think, came out around the same year, and yeah. I really, really enjoyed that one. Revisiting it a little bit more recently, still been a quite a few years ago, but you know, not when I'm a kid anymore. Um, it it's not good, but it I feel like it holds up a lot better than this one. Um, because it I, feels like there's referential jokes, but it feels like there's still trying to be jokes surrounding it. Whereas with this, it's just do, do you do do you know this? Do you know this? You know this. Laugh. 
Well, there's some jokes. I remember Dave and I would watch it and there were like jokes that were made. And I'm like, I don't get this. Yeah. Am I supposed to get this? Yeah. <laughs> like it was baffling me because usually I'm pretty good at picking up references and I don't even know if some of the jokes were references. Like I'm like looking at David. I'm like, do you get this reference? I feel <laughs> he was like, no, no. Uh, <laughs> the ones. Okay. Good. The couple good things I did like, I actually genuinely do like the design of the stuff with the aliens. Yeah. Yeah, I, the the aliens when they're all like covered up, their designs are pretty okay. Yeah, yeah. covered up like as a like with uh the way they move, um they have tentacles. Yeah. I think that's a cool design. I also like the yeah. hexagon tech that they use yeah. for all their ships and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I like that. I actually kinda like the idea of the hexagon these hexagon shapes actually like blending in and that's how yeah. these alien spaceships blend in mm-hmm. and As even just on like from like a story aspect completely removed from this film altogether yes. um the idea of of chicken little panicking because the sky is actually falling because it's the apocalypse and there's aliens mm-hmm. although it kind of diminishes the moral that comes at the end of that story it's still a really cool interpretation of it if it was done a lot more effectively oh no i agree in all Mm. actually to clarify is it i didn't i wasn't i wasn't paying enough attention to count the sides but chicken little compares the ships and the thing that hit him to a stop sign yes so would they technically be octagon it's an octagon yeah octagon okay yeah it's an octagon yeah that's true yes they are eight Mm -hmm. therefore octagons forgive me um yeah oh it actually works because like those uh alien creatures look have a octopus shape too so Mm, Mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah, but um uh, sorry sorry, again setting putting away everything that this movie has aside i'm with you that's not Mm -hmm. a bad interpretation you could make that work not here (laughs) it doesn't work here but you could make it work well like even removing Chicken Little, wouldn't it be interesting if, like, a person said, okay, there's something's, like, the sky seems to be falling. I saw something. And they're like, okay, that's weird. It actually could actually, it could actually make a decent, like, Twilight Zone episode or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then re- and, and then come across, like, oh my goodness, this is happening. And then it turns out aliens are invading soon. Mm-hmm. That, again, not a bad idea. But this is a weird mashup of like two films that like I don't see how they would work together. Mhm. Um, um so some stuff happens. It sure does. Uh <laughs> we get to the movies I guess ladder there's there's the pacing is weird. Uh mm-hmm. there's the bit the only other movement that made me roll my eyes and get really frustrated with this movie renewed as I'm just kind of, uh, was for some reason when they, the another, the second time he gets hit by a piece of the quote unquote sky, he calls that was friends. something that happened at the start where the acorn he got hit with was just like a piece of the sky actually. And that's why he was freaking out. Yeah. He said it looked like a stop sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, you know, that happens again. And I'm like, what really frustrates me, like, in that moment, by the way, they've been put, uh, Abby is pushing a lot from, talk to your dad, talk to your dad. You got to get some stuff out. You mm-hmm. just got to talk to your dad about, like, about what? 
the fact that he's a, a terrible dad is that what we're going to talk about? I just don't get the point of like, like the movie's trying to hammer home communication is important. Like, well, it takes two to tango. So, um, like, so he has this opportunity to finally put this whole misunderstanding behind him. And what does he do? He hides the piece of the sky, the thing that fell on him under a thing. So his dad doesn't find out. I'm like, that's your proof. Yeah. You the whole rest of this movie wouldn't be a problem if you just this, showed it to him. Yeah, I was saying that out of the sky and hit me a year ago. Although the weird, I, I was, don't get it. And then again, his dad, like even when it turns out, oh, there actually are aliens. His dad still does not believe him on things. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, you're right. I get it. But now you're saying there's good aliens, like son. Like I'm like, no, you're 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 the worst. Yeah. You have no redeeming qualities. Oh my gosh, aliens are invading. Yeah, like I was telling you, we have to leave. No, there are good aliens. I don't believe you, son. But I just proved that there are actual aliens. Yeah, but I still don't believe you. <laughs> so bad. So so then on top of while this is all happening, he calls his he calls his friends up, and they're doing karaoke to, if you want to be my lover. Spice, while this awkward, cross. while this awkward, janky, two an- two generic background animals are like <laughs> further demonstrating what I don't like about the animation, and like it's just it's a microcosm of everything I don't like about this movie. Mm-hmm. Like this 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 whole scene instantly dates it, and it's, in the it's scale, stiff, it's scale. referential to a time period that just it it's it's so dated to that specific time period like if you watched it a year later it'd be dated yes <laughs> and which is why no one remembers it well it's like the cell phone joke like the oh like, you mean when like when he leaves the gym and all that or like when 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 the uh leaves the gym and they all snap out cell phones and start talking yeah that's already dated because kids would yeah. not oh, yeah. they would text yeah. Yeah. made a comment about how who are they calling? Why? Yeah. Are they all in school? What? You're all in school. What? Your friends are all here. What are, who are you calling? Who this are you calling? Who are you talking to? This is a small town. Like, the internet's not that great yet. You're not. <laughs> They're all calling Miss Cleo. <laughs> to see if they have a future past this film. Miss <laughs> Cleo. Oh, my goodness. I forgot about her. Um. Oh, uh, I don't know this movie. Uh, I think also the worst part of this film, the worst garbage part of this film. So, eh, story, long story short. Well, well, no, I, I'm. Just, I know you're trying to bring it to a swift end because we have actually been here for a while. Yeah. Um, this movie abounds with a trope that I hate and is super prevalent in these kind of movies, which is the misunderstanding where basic conversations could solve so many problems. Mm-hmm. It's not just them, like. The moment they they go in the spaceship and they see the X's on the planets, and then I'm going like, here's the the curveball that's coming is the aliens aren't actually hostile invaders. They're just like they're and they're I, trying I, to get right. acorns? Question yeah. mark. Why they like acorns for some reason? They're getting aliens the best like acorns. acorns. Mm-hmm. And uh, they need to store them for the winter on their home planet or something. I don't know. Um, they're and taking I the need- acorns. The missing mom. Jeez. <laughs> the mom was abducted. That's what happened. Yep. 
<laughs> By the way, any dad who makes the excuse like your mom was so much better than that than this doesn't being matter. Being a parent, yeah, a, being a basic parent, <laughs> you have no excuse. You suck. Being a yeah. decent human being, your character yeah. arc sucks, and you actually have yeah, a character arc unlike Chicken Little. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good one, but. Uh, uh. But the worst part is, so throughout, there's a point where um, the aliens are not a, like, they, they shoot these characters, but the characters are teleported onto the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're in, a, like, a void. Yeah. Some, like, holographic void. But apparently, Foxy Loxy's personality completely gets white. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I hated mm-hmm. And she comes mm-hmm. back overtly feminine and girly. And it's like they explain what happened to her, and, like, and Patrick Warburton as an alien goes, well, "I think her brain got scrambled in the return, and uh, you know we could probably fix that." And they're me like, "No, no, no, it's fine." And I'm like, "It's not it's specifically. Fine. It's specifically Runt that says that, and it's implied yes. that they hook up after this, and it feels so icky." It yeah, feels no, so does. gross. I, I hate it. I, I hate, hate it, it so much. I it's hate it so much. So bad. I I hate the fact that there's look, there's nothing wrong with someone wanting to be very feminine and have a big frou-frou thing if they want to do it willingly. This is not who this character is. Clearly She was a baseball she, sports bar. She was sports uh, she was a baseball sports star they say her brain got scrambled this is not willing this is not what she wants mm-hmm. this is and and everyone's okay with it because apparently it's better for her to be this this it just feels it's very gross it's mm-hmm. gross and unbecoming mm-hmm. and i in mean and mean-spirited and i don't like it i mm-hmm. do not like it also the mm-hmm the forced relationship between Abby and Chicken Little is dumb and, and I don't like it. Yeah, uh, no, it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember you mentioned, because like at the end of the movie, they, so Chicken Little saves the day and they actually make a quote unquote movie off of Chicken Little's story, but they make mm-hmm. it a top action film. But d- didn't you- Remember when Pee Wee's Big Adventure did it and that was actually funny? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to watch it, the I live. Paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call at the front desk. Uh, but uh, although that's Adam West who's voicing the action star chicken little. That's, yeah. that's yeah. kind of funny. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But I'm I, good with that. If I recall, Beth, you mentioned like they did something with that movie. Like the They the- did. They did. Uh they took this fictional <laughs> interpretation of a, it it gets crazy meta but they took this fictional interpretation of a a fictional movie uh and made a video game based off of it called ace in action and this ace in action video game if you play it you 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 are playing a video game that exists within the canon of chicken little so while you are physically playing the game you will hear quips from the actual movie cast commentating over top of the video game as if they are playing it. And I think there's a couple uh, uh, um, a couple uh, um, cutscenes 
that even showed them physically playing the video game. It was a choice, and I don't think it was a good one. I, why, you would, even if it was, like, a good game, I don't know why you would want to be drawn, like, unimmersed like that. It's, it's not good. Also, Foxy Loxy is in that game, and it makes me upset. No! No! I'm seeing, okay, we've been sent the artwork for this, and no, it's so bad, I hate this so much. I just like this. It makes me very upset. Why is Foxy the pirate in this game? Why is that Foxy the pirate in this game? Because it predicted uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably a boss. I don't know. I, I, Uh, my brother played like five minutes of this and it was probably bad. I don't know. I didn't touch it myself. Jeez. Are, are we done talking about the movie now? Yeah. Just... I think we are done talking about the movie now. Hey. It's not good. Don't it's... watch it. If you're going to watch I a hate... film by Mark Dindle, watch Castle hey. Dance I just or wanna... Emperor's New Groove. Those just... are so much better. I just want to say, if if you're out there and you genuinely like this movie, please understand these are our opinions. Yeah. There are mm-hmm. other reasons why we don't like it, but if you like it, there doesn't have to be a particular reason you can just enjoy it, and I will not think any less of you. Of course. Entitled of course. Again, I just want to make that clear, because I feel like these days that happens. Again, but you're never going to convince me, for me personally, that it's a good movie. I think it's awful. That, that's why I was able to... I, I can find a couple good things about it. And I was able to bring up those couple good things. Mm-hmm. But Same. they do not, for me, justify... The, all the bad that is that is in this film. The last straw really was what they did to Foxy Loxy. Oh yeah, that, I was oh, just yeah. like, I'm yeah. one thousand percent done. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sandblasted any goodwill away that I might have had mm-hmm. for this film. Pretty much. So, yeah. Um, if you, I mean, if this sort, of, it's harmless for kids, I guess. Like if they're under the age of eight, it's harmless. I think that's it's a harmless film, but it's not. You're, you as an adult, there are even, better. Even... There are better movies that follow all of these tropes and are still boring mm-hmm. and unfortunate, but don't have, in my opinion, frustratingly problematic things about uh, gender conformity. Well, actually, it's, you know, I say it's harmless, it's... but you know what? It is mean spirit. That's another thing too. People are so all the characters are so mean to Chicken Little throughout this whole thing, and it's not a good message. That's no. not a good message. And it's not good. They, they uh, and the dad, <clears throat> the parent, dad to son relationship is so bad, and doesn't really get. Better. Yeah, I, I feel bad because we're, like we're saying like, oh, if you like the film, that's okay. No, that, but I, yeah, I still stand by that, that still stands. That still stands. I, still stands. That. I um, just can't bring myself to like this movie, and for all the reasons I specified. So yeah, uh, there's also <clears throat> a choice that they make during one of the whole like people panicking over chicken little shenanigans thing uh, earlier on where uh, I think mm, um given given what i know about what disney has done for some of their uh documentary stuff um it feels a little bit important yeah, to have yeah <laughs> to have a to have a joke about a bunch of lemmings killing themselves that's maybe not 
super appropriate. (laughs) Okay, I so I'll just just explain it here. So um, in the 1950s, um, Disney had made a documentary called White Wilderness, uh, which was it was a nature documentary, but they did something that was not okay. So Mm -hmm. there is already this kind of belief that lemmings uh, jump off. uh like jump will jump off willingly off like cliffs or whatever but they never saw that happen and they couldn't get that so they staged it to Mm -hmm. have lemmings jump into a river and literally killed all these lemmings claiming that this is just something they do Mm -hmm. and it's not even true it's it's a very poor taste joke given what they did yeah so, so like given that I, and the the whole like mind warping thing at the end and just the dad being generally very frustrating and bad it it's not a good time it's it's very dated in the time that it came out in I wouldn't recommend it. If you like it, that's fine. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it either. I'm. It, I, I've never seen it before, and I gave it every chance. Look, I I actually would watch Black Cauldron over this. Oh, I would easily watch Black Cauldron over this because at least Black Cauldron's got Black Cauldron has some cool stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. it's got some pretty metal imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're right. done. Thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, any, any, do you guys want to plug anything before we leave? Hey, you can uh, see me make stuff if you like. Uh, I, I draw sometimes, and animate some other times, less frequently because that's very time consuming. Um, but you can find me in most places uh, such as Facebook, Instagram. Twitter is the main one. Places like DeviantArt, even a YouTube page at uh, K and A D I R E. Check check my stuff out if you want to see cartoony art and other such things. Yes, uh, cleric. Uh, yeah, you can find uh, me on Twitter at creepypastawiki. Uh, there are links to stuff like my YouTube and where I post the music that I make sometimes. And you can always find me on the Creepypasta Wiki. Uh, if you need me, I'm there. One of the admins <laughs> help you too. Awesome. Um, so, uh... Thank you both for uh, enduring this with us. Yeah. Um, we're moving into an era I am completely unfamiliar with, and I'm a little scared because... This is not a great way to open an era I completely did not watch any of the movies for. Well, um, the next film we're going to be watching in, uh, is going to be Meet the Robinsons next month. However, we also have an Animusings Plus. It's oh. been a while since we've had oh. Animusings Plus. Oh. Uh, we will be uh, also reviewing and watching uh, Enchanted. Oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. You guys have fun with that one. Thank you. I did remember, and I do remember enjoying Enchanted. Same here. So I, I will look forward to that one. Okay, maybe there are better things on the horizon. All right. Uh, either uh, way, I'm still going to need $25 if you want to park here. 
to all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Nothing new is something new. That great poets imitate and improve. Where our small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard of Oz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic from beyond? Oh, no. Not yet. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk about Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.